You found yourself on another episode of Locked on Bulls. On today's episode, me and Pat are going to talk about uh, Dalen Terry finishing summer league strong. Joe Cowley has an article as well, kind of going a little bit at the Bulls front office for their draft history. We're going to break that down. And Julian Phillips is supposed to wear number 13. I don't know if he quite knows the pressure that comes with that number. We're going to talk about all those things and more on today's Locked on Bulls. You are Locked On Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning in to Locked On Bulls, member of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. First time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code Locked On. That's prizepicks.com, promo code Locked On. That's Pat, the designer, host, and creator of the Windy City Breeze and host of the Chicago Bears podcast over at ESPN 1000. Pat getting a little bit of heat for that uh, here lately, but we'll let y'all figure that out somewhere else. I'm Hayes, host and creator of Chicago Bulls and Chicago Bears Central. Pat, man, we got to get into it, bro. Uh, Dale and Terry uh, had a very rough summer league shooting. Overall, I think he shot like 33% from the field, uh, 34% if I'm not mistaken overall from three-point range, but had a big uh, last summer summer league game, he, he he finished it strong. I, I don't know if it was the hate. I don't know if we wanted to send some players off. And I don't know. If, did you see his comments about uh, his summer league after his last game? No, I didn't see him. What did he say? So he said that uh, of how you know he came into defense is what got him in the league. Uh, that defense is what's going to separate him. Basically, just doubling down on the fact that he basically he knows that he shot bad. But his defense is kind of the thing that he really hangs his hat on. Yeah. Um, and I understand that. You still need to be able to hit open shots there, young fellow, which helps. he said as well in that. It definitely helps. But uh, overall, how would you feel about Dalen Terry finishing the summer league with 20 points, five rebounds, four assists, seven of ten from the field, four or five from three-point range? How are you feeling, Pat? I thought, uh, I mean, listen, the offensive game was bad. That's all you can say about it. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't. It, it, the, the final game was good. I like that, but overall, the offensive game was bad. You got to show me more than one game for me to get excited about your offensive game. I We'll talk about Julian Phillips later. I kind of feel the same way about him. Yeah, I mean, um, like, I, I like what I'm starting to see from these guys, but it's like I've said the entire time with Dalen Terry, and, and very much like you've said, or Dalen's quote after the game that you just said there, um, what are you going to do when Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, and Nikola Vucevic are on the floor? Right. Mm-hmm. I love what Javon Freeman Liberty has done this offseason. I know Bulls fans think that he is the next coming of Lonzo Ball or or you know the next the, the next iteration of star point guard in Chicago. But realistically, Javon Freeman Liberty had the opportunity to take 18 shots a game. He's not going to have that opportunity when you have Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, and Nikola Vucevic on the floor. How does a guy fit in with that? Realistically, I look at Dalen Terry the same way. Now, to your point, knocking down open shots would be nice if you're on the floor. And I think that that's going to be the biggest thing for me with Terry is with a limited amount of shots, can we rely on you offensively on the floor at all if you're out there? But in a defensive lineup, in a in a lineup where the Bulls just want to get out and run, I do think that there's going to be something to be said about a guy who can get a block on one end, push the ball, get the ball ahead to somebody who's open, and be able to you know find guys 
for the the wide open shot or, or for the easy dunk down low. Um, I, I like what we saw from Dalen in that last game. I just don't expect that to be the end all be all of what this season with with him is probably going to be. Because even Dalen, right? Like, how many shots did it take him before he got that rolling? Yeah, yeah, took him took him a bit. I think. <sighs> And he said that he was there to get reps up, which I do think kind of colors for me a little bit of like what what his expectations were down there from the coaching staff. Uh, but I think ultimately you you said it. We've said it. We, we've talked about it heavy. Like if Dale and Terry gets a role with the Chicago Bulls this year, his him taking 15 shots a game is at, at the bottom end of the, of the spectrum with him. He's going to be lucky if he gets four shots a game if we're just being realistic. He, and he's, so, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, no, so, I'm not with you. And so the, the 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 way that he can impact the game is going to be the things that he did well in this summer league. Yeah. Passed the ball well in transition, got rebounds, especially coming from the guard position. That's a, that's a tremendous number of rebounds to average from the guard position. Um, he pushed the pace pretty well. Like, he de- defended well. He called, you know, he, he didn't play any of, like, really the big name uh, or, or high-value scores in, in summer league, but he did guard Grady Dick, who was a lottery pick, gu- guarded him pretty well at times in that. You know, you got to guard Dick. Um, but, was he you know, holding Dick to uh... – <laughs> To a low average? Wow. A, was he holding Dick to a low average? Yeah, yeah. He, he held Dick to a uh, – Dick didn't shoot too well that day. Right. Um, but you know, He held that Dick said, under, you know, is what you're saying. <laughs> but, yeah, so, I mean, listen, there, yes, there's a there's way more negative to take. Well, in a way, depending on your view. Offensively, it's a net negative. It just is. I'm glad that he had the big game. I'm glad he had the 20-point uh, performance it is. But, listen, the thing that sticks out to me – that I, I want to see from him is the averaging five rebounds, averaging three and a half assists, and averaging almost two steals per game. Yes, it's summer league, but that really says him to me how he can impact the game even when he's not scoring. No, 100%. And I, I think that when you look at what, what you're going to ask him to do, it's like you said, right? Like four shots a game. I mean, I could see him taking at most six. At most six. And I'm talking about that's literally if teams go, we don't believe in you on offense. We're going to leave you wide open. Right? Like if he's knocking down shots, they'll play him closer. It'll change the kind of shots he's able to get, blah, blah, blah. To me, what what I'm looking for out of Dale and Terry, and I guess I will say this, it it, it can't all be sunshine and roses. I'm, I'm not optimistic on every player that the Bulls have. The mm. part for me that does suck is that for most of these second-year players, you are looking at them and saying, okay, go out there, get some run. Let's see what you got. Okay, your leaps and bounds better than pretty much all of your competition. Come on back. We, you're not going to play the rest of summer league, blah, blah, blah. We didn't see that from Dalen Terry. In fact, we saw the exact opposite. Dalen Terry was getting 28 minutes a night and getting to take all the shots he wanted to. So that, that tells me that the Bulls are still, they still feel like he's a serious project that needs to be molded. But Which what I'll is. also say is we have no idea what they're asking him to do. Mm-hmm. We have no idea what they're li- like. Summer league, a lot of times for second year players is literally, okay, go out there and work on this. Go out there and, and make this happen. It's not go out there and show the media what you can do. Go out there and show the world how great of a basketball player you are. Um, and in this summer league, maybe it was, hey, chuck up a lot of shots. It, maybe it was focused more on the defense. Like, I, I don't know what specifically the coaching staff asked him to do, but it's hard for me to just come out and overall kill this guy when not only did you play the least amount of minutes of any 18th overall pick ever, 
I would bet you that Dalen Terry probably played the least amount of minutes of any rookie drafted last season in the first round. I think there was one rookie drafted in the first round that played less minutes than him. I can't remember who it was. I, you know what? Was that guy got to be out the league then. Like, just, <laughs> like, like they, be, <laughs> they had to just say, go home. <laughs> Man, so before we get out out of this segment bro is there any any anyone else that that stood out to you i know javon freeman liberty we talked about him kind of heavily i wouldn't mind seeing him come in and kind of push carly jones for that last contract in, in training camp the bulls have until i believe the day the regular season starts to decide if they're going to fully guarantee his contract but anybody else who stood out to you Adama Sanago, I need to see him at small ball center. And I'm going to be honest with you, I'm saying that tongue-in-cheek, but honestly, that's what I expect. I think we'll probably get... There are certain players that I think will end up kind of getting close to that max amount of games you could play for a two-way. I think that uh, Freeman Liberty, if he ends up getting one, could be one of those players. I think that Adama Sanago could be one of those players because as much as we love Andre Drummond, we know Billy Donovan wants to play the small ball guy. He's fundamentals. He's 10.8, what was he, eight, almost nine rebounds a game, and he shot 64% from the field. Like, he's not agile. He's not, like, he's literally just, I'm going to be out there. I'm going to be more fundamental than you. I'm going to go through things the right way. He really reminds me of a, uh, to to compare it to a bull, like a Taj Gibson coming in, even though Taj had more opportunity and was higher. Um, well, we got drafted. I should say, <laughs> but uh, he really reminds me of a guy who just—I was at college for a he while. He was at USC. He was I know my game, and I know how to play my game, and I'm gonna play that no matter who's standing across from me. So you you think Adama Sinago and Javon Freeman Liberty, if Freeman Liberty gets a a two way, that it's they that they can play close to fifty games for this team? I think that they can because I think you're still gonna have, especially point guard position, you're still gonna have question marks with IO. Um, and I think at a minimum to me, what I saw from Sinago that stood out to me the most was that I didn't see him making a lot of moves that were going to keep him in foul trouble. Like that was my concern coming in when I looked at his game. Like there were a lot of things in college that he did where it was like, it's a slight push off. They're going to give you that call in college. Or there was a slight, you know, when somebody's going up, he's just making a, the smallest amount of contact that I could see being an NBA foul. I didn't see a lot of that when he was playing in these summer league games. And I think that the fact that he can be out of foul trouble and we know that there's some games where Andre Drummond is going to be the best center you've ever seen in your life. And there's some games where Andre Drummond is going to Euro step his way into five fouls in the first quarter. Bro, the, the Andre Drummond Euro step is still <laughs> still something to this day. The, to this day, bro, that I'm just like, hey, how, how? How do we keep getting here, bro? The greatest thing ever was last year. He did a Euro step that he airballed, but... Somebody tipped it back to him. Then he did a post-move spin to a two-hand jam. And I was like, that was the story of two centers. Like, that was the Harvey Two-Face of centers <laughs> right there, bro. Like, <laughs> like, you did what we want you to do and also a Euro step. I don't know. That's crazy. Um, did hey, he man. finger roll one in la- nasty last year? Like, he Euro stepped and, like, did a filet finger roll and it went up and oh, straight yeah. in? Bro, that mug, is, that mug is hilarious to me. Bro, the the, the the big men that, that want to use guard moves and how frequent it is is still wild to me, bro. Still wild to me. But um which is better? Uh, him doing the 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 finger roll on the Euro when he makes it, or when JaVel McGee would randomly Euro and dunk with the offhand? Oh, JaVel McGee, because he got some height on that. <laughs> JaVel, JaVel McGee, used to, JaVel JaVel used McGee to. didn't even need to jump to dunk, and he <laughs> he jumped ridiculously high for no reason. <laughs> It's like it's like legit. Like you're, you're what was he seven one seven? Like why are you he jumping like that high? 
Hey, you just, had no reason to jump that high to dunk, bro. Hey, bro, that mess was insane. He and was always we, he always was see, one of those players where you'd be like, "Why aren't you better?" And here and here we see six eleven Vooch do like this to dunk it, and we got Javale McGee at seven one jumping out the gym to dunk the ball. It is it's so crazy. Hey, that's bro. why Vooch got so many posters. Don't nobody be expecting Vooch to take off when he do. And you just turn around, and you'd be like, "What's he doing up there?" Oh, you can dunk. Uh, <laughs> But next up, guys, we're going to be talking about uh, Joe Cowley uh, article in which he talks about the Bulls in this front office in their recent draft history. Before before we get into that, got to talk to you guys about one of our sponsors, and that is Prize Picks. If you guys love daily fantasy or fantasy uh, basketball in general, uh, uh, Prize Picks has daily fantasy made easy for you. You pick two to six players, and if they go on to score more or less than the Prize Picks projections, you can win up to twenty five times your money on any entry. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. PrizePix offers projections on any sport that you watch. This includes NBA, NFL, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football, men's college basketball, women's college basketball, soccer, WNBA, esports, and more. Interest can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's just that easy. Safe and fast withdrawals, currently operational in over 30 states and Canada. Download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to pro- up, up to $100 with promo code LOCKEDON. If you deposit $100, PrizePix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PrizePix will give you $50. Don't forget to enter promo code LOCKEDON at sign up for instant deposit match up to $100. All right, Pat. Joe Cowley, man. Uh, shout out JV. JV. You can never, never forget that. Uh, but uh, with that said, Joe Cowley has an interesting article over at the Chicago Sun Times, and the article is titled "Bulls Front Office Still Has a Lot to Improve in the Drafting Department." He goes on in this article to kind of label every draft that's happened. The Bulls have had four drafts now since AK and Eversley have taken over. Um, kind of the results of that. Of course, in 2020, we drafted Patrick Williams fourth overall. We know the number of players that went after that that played pretty dang good. One in Tyrese Halliburton. Um, Marcus Simonovich was also the second-round pick there. Only had a second-round pick in 2021. We drafted Io. Dalen Terry last year is the 18th overall pick. And then Julian Phillips, who we traded into the draft at number 35 overall to end up being able to draft Julian Phillips. Uh, Pat, when you look at the Bulls' last few drafts, and I think every draft is going to have its... Hey, what it could have should every team, unless you get the one sure fight, like the Spurs are going to be the only one in this draft who probably don't end up saying, Hey, what about the guy who went after? Yeah. But yeah. it happens in every draft. Now, in the last couple of drafts, it's happened a lot. You look at Walker Kessler, who me and you were telling the Bulls they should have drafted um, in, in last year's draft. And then you look at Tyrese Halliburton, the Patrick Williams draft. And just those two, if you make different decisions on those two drafts, it drastically changes really the outlook of this team overall alone. Right? It, it, it changes your pick and roll. Yeah. And, 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 <laughs> and interesting thing that they do go into in this article that I thought was very poignant. If you draft Tyrese Halliburton and actually have Laurie with an actual point guard, do you end up keeping Laurie? Then your young core is Halliburton, Laurie, and Zach. Does that look very different from what we have now? Would you have started Halliburton over Kobe right away is the question. But uh, Probably not, but eventually he probably would have took over that role. And then you don't spend $20 million on Lonzo Ball? I mean, it could be. You never know how stuff is going to play out. Here's, I mean, here's the thing at the end of the day, right? What we talked about with both of these guys. Patrick Williams took the least amount of shots of any fourth overall pick ever. And um, 
Dale and Terry has played the least amount of minutes. We've said that a bunch of times on this podcast. Yeah. It, it, it's it's not to me. My issue isn't with P. Will. I it, it is. I'm not going to say that with P. Will. It is especially last season, especially in games where guys were out. It is. I don't believe that he has enough heart or want to when it comes to confidence to be a number one. I do think that that's a misdraft pick. Doesn't mean he's going to be a bad player, but I do think that you absolutely missed on that pick. Halliburton is a star, and I think they're like a year apart. I think Halliburton's only 22, if I'm not mistaken. Um, But at at the end of the day, right, like when P. Will's a rookie, Zach Levine is playing with DeMar DeRozan and Nikola Vucevic, and, or I'm sorry, with, he's playing with uh, Nikola, Nikola Vucevic and you're trying to give Larry those shots. You mm. take your shots away from your fourth overall pick. When you pick somebody fourth overall, they shouldn't be coming in to be a role player. Yeah. I think that development of these guys is the biggest issue. That's the point of me saying all of those things. Development of these players being put in place. So do I think that there's a miss there? Sure. Do I think that you've done enough to actually put these guys in a position and be developed? Absolutely not. And that's my biggest issue with the Chicago Bulls. Um, Ayo Desumu, um, he showed you promise year one and absolutely regressed year two. Had a sophomore slump, like I said, could have been a possibility. What is, what's going to happen in year three? Well, we don't know because we also have Marco Simonovic, who we never could play, but we gave a three-year deal to, so we couldn't give that to Ayo. Yeah. So we might lose Ayo because we gave a three-year deal to a dude that's now playing back in, what's it called? It's freaking, he's playing for like Sturbian. KK... Kazakhstan or whatever. It's Serbia. He's playing in Serbia. That's just, that's just whatever the team fight. name is. Yeah, you know I mean, like, and I, I think that that's my issue with where the Bulls are. I agree. I, I hate to say this as much for him calling us JV. I mean, but I, I agree with him. You haven't done enough. You haven't, like, there isn't enough of an emphasis on we want our draft picks to be successful. For and, how and much AK talks about draft picks, and that's the thing too that I that I have to put in perspective as well is that okay we can say that they draft these guys right, but who says that Billy Donovan uses Walker Kessler? The Jazz absolutely had to use him. He doesn't get that opportunity to shine. Who says that Billy Donovan, like you said, even plays Tyrese Halliburton? It, it yep. could have been Kobe for a whole another year over Halliburton, and then you just you just never know, right? Yeah, you can look at it. That's why I say. Most of the draft is told in hindsight. That's the nature of the draft. You're drafting off potential. You can't judge potential until well after the fact of who actually hits their potential. So um, it's always going to be a little bit of that. Like I, like the the only two drafts that Bulls fans, you know, well, let me say a few that the Bulls fans never probably look back on and say, what if is Jordan, Rose, Pippen, and probably Noah. Almost everybody else is probably looking at and saying, what if, in a way or not. We saying that about the Kirk Luol draft? No, not definitely not Kirk. Definitely not. Yeah. yeah well, no. nah, I do always. I don't, say I don't that. remember who all went. Well, that was they were in the we same draft Marcus as LeBron Fizer. year. No, we could have traded Marcus Pfizer. Yeah, that was the same okay. year as LeBron. If we okay. had traded Marcus Pfizer, we could have got D Wade. Like See? the, the NBA, the NBA was like, "Let me give you a script," and the Bulls were like, "We don't follow scripts. <laughs> we don't do those here. We, we don't, don't do, do scripts." We don't, Jerry nah, was yeah, like, that, "Scripts? What are we talking about?" <laughs> that's that's uh. I mean, yeah. I mean, the Bulls have the Bulls can draft role players, right? There's there's draft picks that have been good because the Bulls have been too good to go after a star, right? Like Taj Gibson was a hit. I mean, 
Um, you can you can go through former Chicago Bulls and feel good about how the Bulls have drafted role players. Your question marks are on, are you going to get guys who are going to develop the stars? And really all you can look at is kind of our last, what, four years? Five years? Four years with, with this front office, yeah. And so five years, and well, I guess, no, you're going back, when was Larry drafted? 18? So you're going back six years pretty much. From then on, whenever we first started getting seven, <laughs> you got to hit. Top 10, you got to hit. Right? Like, that's that's the spot I think, I, I, where when no. you miss, it sets you too far back. And I, I, so what are we judging? Like, overall, I know we, we're about to wrap this segment up. But, like, okay, so when you say a hit, are you talking the star level? High-quality role player? Starter at the NBA level? Because there's a lot of different ways you can look at something being a hit. Most players aren't going to turn into superstars, even in the top 10. So, like, what, what barrier are you using I'm a, as a I'm going to be honest with you, dog. There's none of the names that we can say are even good NBA players until Larry Markkinen just showed out this year. That's true. Oh, well. Like, Kobe White, we we think Kobe White is good. Kobe, Kobe White will good. be in the league. Yeah. Right? Like, he'll be in the league. But, like, if he's on a different team, is he a better player? Or if he's, right, like, right now on the Bulls, he's a usable role player. Like, I can't even say he's a good role player. He's a usable role player. I'm glad we brought him back. I want to see him develop. I think he's still young. But right now, it's just like, yeah, we need somebody that that got a body that can shoot a little bit from the outside. Kobe, stick around. I don't know what the heck. I mean, I mean Wendell Carter, like, I know Bulls fans love him because of the Voos trade, but I'm not buying it. Bro, well, like, he's dominating every time he's out there. One of the, like, that's that's one of the most overrated things in Bulls. Like, I, there's so many players that the Bulls traded away that you can make legitimate arguments and be like, we should have kept this guy. Wendell Carter, I guess Bobby by Ports. the nature of what we, we had to give Bobby up Ports. for him. Yeah, Bobby is absolutely. We should have kept bro. Bobby Portis. Should have kept Bobby Portis for sure. Yeah, you know sure. I mean, but I mean, like you can't even look at those drafts from who's the first one. Is Larry the first one out of them, or is Kobe? Larry's the first one out of them because yeah, he came Larry's along with the Zach Levine trade. From yeah. Larry Markkinen on, you can't even give me a name that you're like. I see a role that that guy 100 percent fits. No, I, I mean I see a role for some players. It's just that we've drafted. Yeah, I can see a role for some of those players. Like, like they're good at it. Yeah, they just we I, we either don't have the team that utilizes them that way, or there's people ahead of them. Like you, I, to me personally, and this is just my personal opinion, Kobe can do everything Gabe Vincent does. He just doesn't have a, a Jimmy Butler out there with him or a coach that's going to develop him. Yeah, but but that's what I mean, right? Like, realistically, Gabe Vincent wasn't that good either. Gabe Vincent just got hot. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, that's I what, what we say, I get what you're saying. Now. That's what, what we've seen from yeah. Kobe. Kobe got a month yeah. every yeah. year. Kobe's got two months where we like, oh, my God, he can't be stopped. The, it, like, that's that's my issue with it. Like every like I what is P. Will? What is Dalen Terry? What is Kobe? What was Larry? What was Wendell? What I mean, Larry, Larry, out of all of them, he the one came in, gave you 18 and eight. And we was like, I don't think this dude can play basketball. <laughs> Well, I think I think initially after Larry's first year, everybody was was drinking the Larry Kool Aid, but then yeah. it, it we everybody came crashing down very shortly that after boiling. that. Bro. That boiling, yeah. Shout out to the boiling effect, and that's another question too. Is that you know Jim Boylan killed the confidence of players. Larry's talked about it. Wendell's talked about it a little bit as well. If we drafted Tyrese Halliburton. Who's to say that Jim Boylan wouldn't absolutely have he wasn't killed. there? Halliburton is P. Will's draft, right? 
Oh yeah, you're right. You're that's right. Billy's no. first year. Yeah, that was Billy. That's, that's yeah, Billy's first year. Right. Yeah, it was Billy. I think first Billy would have flourished. Billy might have put him out there. Billy, too. Billy likes those type of. Billy like point guards. Billy, Billy loves point guards. So he might have put him out there. There you go. Um, all right. Next up, though, we're going to talk about Julian Phillips. Why the heck would Julian Phillips decide to wear number thirteen? We're going to talk about it. You only wore it in college. <laughs> all right. We just want to remind you guys that Locked On Bulls is free and available on every podcasting app and platform of your choice to choose from. Make sure you guys also go to YouTube and check us out there, or you can also check us out on the Odyssey app. But Pat. Julian Phillips wearing number thirty. Do you think he understands? I know he wore it in college, but for the Chicago Bulls. The the pressure that comes, or the let me not say pressure, but the expectations that come with that number. That is one of the best, like energy guys of Bulls history. Now you can he, say he's he's one of our best centers in in Bulls history. Oh, for sure, he's one of the best centers. <laughs> we don't have a long list. We don't have a long list. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, what do you think? Here's here's what I'll say. He's got to embody the number because. I think it's the only way he'll get on the court. Okay. I think we might have been undersold by the defense a little bit. Um, okay. it, it didn't, like, I didn't look at any game in summer league, and I was like, oh, yeah, he can guard LeBron. I mean, like, that's how we were being sold Julian Phillips out here. Like, he could come in right now, and Kevin Durant is clamped. It was like, you sure? Like, like <laughs> I saw him get four fouls in the first game, and they can get 10. You know what I mean? Like, So I, I don't know... Um, if the defense is going to be as advertised right away, not to say he can't get there. Shooting is a question mark completely. He shot better than I think many people expected him to, but mm -hmm. it's still a question mark because he's changing back to what he was. So that's going to take some time to adjust. And I think that you have to embody 13's energy. It's the only way you're going to get on the floor. Listen, you can jump out the gym you can get past just about anybody. I think you got to have the energy that Joe Keem brought. Uh, you definitely need to rebound better. I think this man averaged like one rebound a game, a two, something like that. It's not pretty. Like he had like four in the first game, and that was carrying his average. So, um, is that right? I didn't, I didn't his his rebound it was not pretty in summer league. Like it was it was very subpar. But I just I I feel like the energy is going to get you on the floor. Because of what we've been sold about your defensive ability, I think that, that will get you on the floor as well. But I think the energy is what's really going to put him over the top. So, but, he averaged three players, rebounds a game, zero assists, and less okay. than a block a game. Okay. Bulls players that have wore number 13 previously. Nick Weatherspoon in 1978. Dwight Jones, 1980 through 1983. Charles Jones, 1985. Luke Longley, 1994 to 1998. Kendall Gill in 2004. Shout out to Kendall Gill. Um, Eddie Basden in 2006. Of course, Joe Kim Noah, 2008 through 16. And then the great, the Bulls legend, Tony Bradley, 2022 through 23. Yeah, it's been a lot of bad. Uh, <laughs> it's been a lot of bad. It's just Joe Kim. We're, we're only talking about Joe Kim here. And Kendall Gill for that random year. Didn't everybody feel like Kendall Gill played here longer? Bro, I like, uh, but and he's still in Chicago. He just, he just never left. He just never left. He was like, I'm gonna have a full career here, breaking down. And I'm talking about Kendall Gill. Like maybe he did go to Illinois though. He went to Illinois at okay. a time where the Bulls were dominating. So maybe there's like 
this like ridiculous optimism among Kendall Gill with Chicago because he was like here for the vibes. He's also from Chicago. So, I mean, yeah, but like usually you're going to root for the team that you played the most for. I mean, like, I don't know too many. Well, I guess that's not true. I I know Yurko. Yurko played for the Packers and he's a Bears fan. That's interesting. I never thought about like it's just weird to me because it's like it literally was like the end of his career, 04 to 05. Or no, 03 to 04, right? Mm-hmm. For what? A half a season? He played, let's see how many games. He played 56 games in 03, 04. This man is the voice of the Bulls. <laughs> and then went to Milwaukee for uh 2004-05 season. Only so played wait, 14- we traded? Oh, no, he, he must have got hurt. Only played 14 games for them. And has become the voice of Chicago very shortly there. <laughs> it's just, it's just like, I just, I love it. I love it. But outside of that, I mean, there's not a lot of 13s for him to take from. If anything, I will say this. If you, as the 35th overall pick, can turn into, I'm trying to think of the year when he like popped. What was that? Like 93 Kendall Gill or maybe 94 Kendall Gill where he's like 18 points a game. You wear 13 all you want. We're so 13, Kendall, you? In two, uh, 1995-96, average 17.5. In 96-97, average 21.8 points per game and six rebounds per game and four assists. Why do I just know random Kendall Gill stats? Because <laughs> he's the voice of Chicago. <laughs> like, I feel like we might have had this conversation before. We have. We have I, had, just, I don't know if it was on air or off air. We have so many conversations. I, it starts mixing together which ones we have on air and which ones we just be talking about when we just be talking stuff in real life. But like, yeah, bro. Like Kendall Gill is. I just know random Kendall Gill stats. Like this mug, like it was, I don't know. I remember him being here and just being like, we got Kendall Gill and like not even realizing like, oh, he's kind of like old now. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, Julian, like that's all I can say. Show out, bring respect to the number. And uh, I mean, here's the, here's the main thing. I think he knows you asked, does he know the pressure? Ain't Joe Keem our ambassador? (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. He knows. He better. He better. He knows. He probably had to go ask Joe about that. That's funny. Hey, Joe, can I wear your number? You going to bring the energy, kid? Uh, you, oh, man, you know Joe is going to be like, let, let Julian Phillips have a bad practice. <laughs> Joe's going to be sitting hey, there like. I feel like. I feel I, like. He definitely can't let Stephen Adams pick him up with number 13 on, bro. Like. Hey. <laughs> hey, listen. Believe what you want. Stephen Adams could have picked up Joe Kim, though. Oh, I know he could, but the difference is Joe Kim Noah would have hit him with an elbow or something. He would have fought. Tony Bradley didn't even realize he was being picked up. He was still talking stuff. Like, that's the thing that made it so funny. Ah, ah, whoop your ass. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) That is funny, man. Let's get out of here, bro. Follow us on everything at Locked Up Boys. You can follow me on everything at Pat the Designer. Joe Kim, don't beat up Julian Phillips. You guys can follow me at CEO Hayes at CEO H A I Z E. And thank you for making Locked On Bulls your first listen every day. Me and Pat will be back tomorrow uh, to talk about hey, are the Bulls going to be a playoff team next season? We'll tune in tomorrow to find us talking about it, giving our thoughts on that. Uh, thank you for everything, man. For Pat the Designer, I'm Hayes. This has been Locked On Bulls. We out here. Peace.
Tony Bradley got carried off like old boy up in uh, Space Jam. He was like, yeah, we the Mind Stars. M-O-N-O-N-O-N. Oh, come on. What happened?